so really and truly <laughs> like, you know how they always say like the nine months in nine months out thing. Um, uh, and then to be doing what she did when that baby was 10 months, I, it is, it is just shocking. It is, it's unbelievable. You know, um, she had to have had an unbelievable, um, person, you know, helping her and guiding her through like every step of her postpartum recovery, because just the fact that she was able to like maintain and regain that strength, um, is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it, it's, it's really shocking. And, and she is undoubtedly a superhero because I need normal people to know that that is not normal. <laughs> right, right. Like she's definitely the exception to the rule, right? Absolutely. I mean, don't, don't expect to do that. Because how many other high caliber athletes like either couldn't or weren't able to, to bounce back like that. And I hate to even say bounce back because everybody is so different. In partnership with the Morning Chalk Up and part of the Morning Chalk Up podcast network, this is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale. My friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. It's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Mark Your Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business. Our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Mark Your Jump Ropes by going to rxmarkier.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, you can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, uh, the handles, you can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkier.com. Use Clydesdale15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions, but check that out. Uh, it's a great deal. In addition to that, they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, and you have a public profile, every time we hit the century mark with subscribers, we're giving away a brand new RX Mercury jump rope. And Dave Newman, the owner of the company, has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner. So make sure you go over, subscribe, and uh, you have a public profile, and you may be our next winner. Thanks. Hey, everyone. I got a secret to tell you. There's this really cool company out there called Element 26. We have partnered with them, um, and they have some of the coolest equipment on the market for us CrossFitters, lifters, um, strongmen. Uh, so one of the products they have is thumb tape. It is like the best thumb tape on the market. It is flexible and it moves with you um, and it is very tacky and sticky. So great thumb tape. Another one of the products that I use and I love are their grips. They are chocolate grips. They are rubberized and I'm a Clydesdale, right? I'm big. This helps me stick to the bar. I don't move. I can hang for a very long time as a big man with these on my hands. Uh, great for farmer's carries. Um, even my hands are big enough. I can even use these on a barbell if I want to deadlift. Just saying. No chalk, super sticky. Gotta love them. Uh, their website is element26.co. That is element26.co. Go check them out. So many cool products. We're going to keep showing you what they have over the next few weeks, but you have got to check this place out because they are constantly innovating um, and see what they have to offer. Um, little hint, check out the belts. They got a really cool concept with the belts. Um, you know that Velcro that always pops? They have a solution. So go check that out, element26.co, element26.co. Trust me, you'll have fun with this. Well, everybody, we are here with a special friend, uh, Ashley Kotler. Uh, you might know her as the husband to underdogs coach, Justin Kotler, uh, but she has a lot of things going on in her life 
uh, separately from all of that. And we want to dive in and meet her a little bit and, uh, and learn what she's going, what's going on with her. And the first thing I just want to talk to you about is our title sponsor is RX Mark here. We have been with them for, a, for um, over a year now, and you just signed a deal with them yourself. And so yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Dave uh, is a great guy. He and Justin have obviously been in communication for years. Um, we actually finally got to meet him in person, or I did. Him, he and his wife stopped by and they dropped off a bag of goodies for all the athletes. Um, and yeah, it was just fun to get to know them in person. And it's, it's kind of funny because a couple weeks ago, there was a huge box that was delivered and it was sitting by our dining room table. So finally I'm like, okay, well, Justin, if you're not going to open it, I'm going to open it. So it's like some new jump ropes and, and I I've been doing, so I'm pre and postnatal certified. I do a lot of programming, consulting and support for moms who are you know, um, trying to be in shape throughout their pregnancy and, and especially postpartum. Um, so I make like a lot of videos for my, for my moms and stuff, just talking about different movements and posture and all that kind of stuff. And I was just telling Justin how a lot of our gym equipment is still at Carrie's house in her garage. So I was like, I got to pick up a box. I got to pick up some lighter dumbbells. I just need a couple of things. So anyway, this box had been sitting in our dining room for about three, four days. And I finally open it. And so it's like jump rope and gear and stuff for the athletes. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there's an air box in here. I had seen it, you know, I'd seen them um, publicizing it. I was like, this is amazing because I do. So I do a lot of like elevated glute bridges and like stuff off of boxes with my postpartum moms. Um, we play around a lot with like levels and stuff and, and variances to make movements and progressions more difficult. Well, I mean, when you're an early mom, you a lot of times will have like pretty bad like wrist issues just because you're holding the baby or breastfeeding or, or holding a bottle. Um, so I'm like, this box is great because instead of it being hard, it's got that cushion. So it's going to feel much better on your wrists. And so anyway, I like blew the thing up. I was like, I know I have to bring it to the gym for the athletes to play on, but I'm like, I'm just going to blow it up and, and, you know, kind of play around with it for a week. So I was doing all that stuff. I was doing my elevated glute bridges, which again, felt great on my back because it wasn't this hard piece of lumber, you know, digging into me. So I was just like posting and tagging RX Mark gear on stuff. And all of a sudden Dave reached out to me and he was like, oh my gosh, I love how creative you're, you're being with the box. And I love all these movements that you're doing. And I'm like, I always do them. You know, it's a, it's, it's a big, huge help for all my postpartum moms. And um, he was like, well, I gotta be honest. It was actually a mistake that we sent that box to you. He goes, <laughs> we, we have planned on sending you the air mat. And I was like, oh, and he goes, but actually this was the best mistake we could have ever made because he said, we're learning all these fun new movements that with this piece of equipment that we can have. And then he started talking, um, um, that, you know, he, he wants to kind of like develop some take tape, some movements and things like that so that they kind of have it in their archives so that people can just see all of the different ways that they can use their equipment. And I was like, oh gosh, I'd love to do all that. I, you know, I'm pretty much doing it anyway. And um, there's just so much stuff that you can do on the air box and the air mat. And I think like, obviously as we get older and our joints hurt more, I've been doing box jumps and double unders. And I don't, I don't even remember the last time I've been doing those just because they're just not that comfortable. Right. And, you know, and since the air box and the air mat, I'm like, oh, my joints feel so much better on this stuff. I can do some jumps. It doesn't hurt on my, on my back or my ankles or my knees or my wrists as much. So it's been really fun to, to kind of add in some of those old movements that I hadn't done in a while and have them feel a lot better than they once did. So anyway, long story short, um, well, actually, it's not a short story. It's ended up being a long story, uh, like the perfect mistake of him sending this box. So then we kind of started collaborating a little bit. And he's just like, you know, the postpartum, we, we have a guy that comes every other Friday and does um, live workouts for us just to kind of, again, demonstrate what our equipment does. But he goes, you know, postpartum moms, he's like, I've been seeing what you've been posting. And you, you kind of been saying like once postpartum, always postpartum, which is true, you know. You're, you're always postpartum once you have kids. Um, he's like, I feel like it just really resonates a lot to a huge community that that kind of gets forgotten. And, and, I, and so every other Friday at 9 a.m. 
Pacific Standard Time or 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, I just do like a quick little 15, 20 minute postpartum mom workout uh, with some of their gear. And I, I do it live on their Instagram. Uh, we had our first one this last Friday. Um, and it's just fun. You know, it's, it's fun. It's just, you know, no matter what age your kids are, it's like just really, really great work for your really inner deep core, pelvic floor and all that kind of stuff, which really and truly anyone and everyone can benefit from, not just postpartum moms. Um, but it is just a, a really great, you know, accessory to kind of start adding in and around to your, to your workouts, which has been fun. And this isn't your first foray into the postpartum um, workout thing. You, you did power apps for moms. Um, You did some other things like that. So, and you mentioned you're, you're certified. Where does that certification come from and why, why did you find that necessary? So, um, you know, like, my very first certification was an ACE certification, American Council of Exercise. So I'm certified personal trainer and I've kept that up throughout all the years. That was my very, very first one. Just because um, at the time I was doing a lot of theater and traveling around the country and the ACE certification was like the most widely nationally accepted. So I was, and, and which I did, which I traveled around a lot regionally doing shows. And I figured like, it would be very easy for me to pop into a gym, pick up a couple clients, do some flexible work on the side while I was performing. That was kind of like the goal of the initially. And then Justin cornered me at the water fountain, started winking at me, you know, long story short, here we are six years today, married. Uh, with yes, two happy anniversary. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And, um, yeah, well, we opened up the CrossFit gym. So it was then that I got my CrossFit level one, CrossFit level two, um, and CrossFit kids, just because we really wanted to build up our community. And we knew when we were going to get married, that having children, you know, was the goal and that we wanted to do that right away. So I was like, you know what, why don't I go and get my pre and postnatal certification just pretty much for my own base knowledge. Um, so I did, I got, um, pre and postnatal certified right before, I think about a year before I got pregnant, actually. Um, And then, you know, I kind of, I kind of was my own guinea pig with it, you know, throughout my pregnancy with IV and afterwards. Um, Afterwards, I definitely jumped into stuff way too fast, way too hot and heavy. And I didn't really understand how bad that was until about 11 months postpartum, because I started having major back issues. And I just, you know, I didn't really take the time to really do the slow step-by-step methodical deep pelvic floor and core work that I needed to. Um, so I really honestly hadn't healed really. I don't feel a hundred percent until after Jack's and I really kind of like, you know, did the slower step-by-step process. And, um, so anyway, as I was kind of my own guinea pig, there were several members that then started getting pregnant and stuff too. So then I just started like, you know, guiding, supporting, programming, personal training them throughout their pregnancies. Um, And it was never like a major focus. It it was just kind of like a really fun add-on and like a new way to kind of help and benefit moms. You know, Uh, every pregnancy is totally different. Every postpartum situation is different. I mean, honestly, like even everyone's four walls are different, right? Like you might have a kid that sleeps. You might not, you might have a lot of help. You might not, you might put your kid in full-time daycare. You might not. So when I program for clients, you have to take in all considerations, you know, how much is this mom sleeping? How is her eating? How is her, how is her home? You know, like, is she getting help? Is she not, you know, because you always want, especially during a pregnancy, you want fitness to support you, your well-being, your health, and the pregnancy, number one. It's not a time to like one rep max and, and, you know, go run a marathon. And I mean, people have, don't get me wrong, but it's not time to really start anything new. Um, so with that, it's kind of like each personal household, you kind of have to take in all of the little teeny tiny nuances. If someone was injured, if they had back issues before getting pregnant, a lot of times, you know, fixing specific little movement patterns so that it doesn't escalate during the pregnancy as you're gaining weight and the baby's getting bigger and pulling on certain things. Um, so there's a lot of like little tiny nuances that it's really difficult to take on a big chunk of people because, you know, case by case it is, you know, and things can all change in a day or two. I mean, Kat, you know, like 
you feel great one day and then you like you look at your shoes and you're like nope I'm not bending over yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. And it, it makes, it makes a group dynamic really difficult too. I mean, unless you're doing like a super basic, like mommy and me six week postpartum, like hanging out and breathing it's it, yeah. Everyone's at a different place and had a different experience. So yeah, it makes sense that it's more private. And yeah, private is always just kind of the best. I mean, it's really tough to just make a one-stop shop template and send it off to people and go, go because yeah. It's also hard for me to be like, I don't know your movement patterns. I don't know, you know, without seeing people and how they move, you know, they might be possibly making something worse, you know, sure. that's yeah. them because of a form thing or something like that too. Yeah. It's very similar to like just an on-ramp for people that haven't exercised before, right. Or getting into CrossFit, you're not going to just throw them into class necessarily. At least I, I don't, you know, you need to sort of work with them and get them up to a certain point before you can. Yep. I've had moms that were, you know, never worked out ever and wanted a workout program for their pregnancy. I've had, you know, very high level uh, athletes come to me. And so obviously their training modalities and loads are going to be very, very different. And same thing postpartum. Like um, I've had a couple moms who were incredibly fit, super, super athletes, but then pretty much, you know, something happened like where they had to go on bed rest or, you know, there was a situation where they had to really pull it back. So postpartum, we had to really pull it way back too and start really, really slow to get ourselves back up to a spot, um, just depending on how that tail end of their pregnancy was, how their labor and delivery was, you know, I've got moms who have had C-sections who bounce back faster and better than um, some moms who have had, it just totally depends. Yeah. So. so I have an interesting question. You, you were certified before you were pregnant and then uh-huh. you went, you went through it practically. Yep. How much, how much changed in your delivery from the theoretical science that you learned to then going through it yourself uh, and delivering that, that message? So, um, I mean, the nice thing for me was like knowledge is power, right? So it was nice for me to know and read like why you don't do isometric holds when you're pregnant because your blood pressure is already elevated and when you're doing things like pause at the bottom squats or or um uh, um bar bar hangs and things like that you're elevating your blood pressure even more and it doesn't really make sense that you should always continue to be able to breathe through exercises um because your your blood density thickens right there's there's a whole bunch of science behind you know why to do and not do certain things it's interesting i've actually taken the course now twice and the first time i took it it was much more conservative than it is now um so now they're kind of saying you know, the, the first time I took it, it was like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And the second time around, it's much more like, well, you know, if you were previously doing this, do it. Um, there's now new research that say, if you redline, it's not an issue, but we don't suggest it because there's not ample research for someone who consistently redlines or to stay stays at that high level of intensity. So it is nice to kind of see how society is really accepting more of like moms wanting to be in shape and, and how like the guidelines have kind of loosened up a little bit, but again, it always depends. It goes back to the mom. It goes back to her health history. It goes back to how she was working out previously, her previous injuries. You know, I'm always still more, listen, your number one priority is creating a life and your body is working hard enough you know, there's more than enough time to like PR your strict handstand pushups if you want. Um, so, you know, and then there are different times of your pregnancy where you're going to feel like you can push it more and less. And then there are certain times of your pregnancy where you feel like you can push it, but if you do, you kind of suffer for the next three days because you're just totally wiped, you know? So it's a very, it's a, it's a very, you know, fine tuned, uh, process, I guess that's always changing, you know, week to week. Like there were weeks where, you know, I would get on the rower and be like, nope. And then there would be days I'd go out for a run and I'd be like, nope. But, but then like a week or two later, totally fine. So sometimes it just depends on how the baby's positioned, how, how things are. I guess my, my best advice for moms is, um, and one of the biggest takeaways I think is it is actually safer 
to not start working out at all during your pregnancy than it is to start the process and work out and then stop. Because, um, so, so it's good because like, for me, it just was like, okay, well, this is just a motivator. You know, this is like, this, this is my motivation to keep showing up to the gym and to keep, because this is all so much better for my baby. So what happens is, is in the beginning, when you're used to working out, um, your blood density increases and your body gets so ridiculously efficient at moving the, you know, moving blood through your system. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like extra, right? So like when you're exercising stuff, your, your blood is moving through your body. You're able to get more energy, um, and nutrients and oxygen to the baby and the baby gets used to it. It's like a pipeline of like deliciousness. Right. And then what happens if all of a sudden you stop that point blank, it's like the baby gets used to all this pipeline and now has to kind of start to get used to being, getting by on less. Does that make sense? Um, it's the same thing. Like if we're like running every day or working out every day, and then we just stop cold Turkey. Right. Like, um, so the, the biggest benefit is to just keep going. And one thing that I always did was I always just chose which, what days I was going to work out, no matter what I chose my five days that I was going to work out every week. And those were the five days I would work out. Now, of course there are days you get up and you're just like, (laughs) like moving. And honestly, on those days, I would get on like the stationary bike and I would legitimately pedal this fast for like 20 minutes, but it still got me to the gym. It still got me doing something. It still, you know, it, it just kept me going, you know, and, and that's super important when you're pregnant. And then, you know, all of the benefits for the mom and the baby are just enormous. They're just there. It's for your postpartum recovery, you know, like, um, I don't know how they figure this out, but they say like kids test scores are much higher, Um, you know, just their ability to, to, you know, adapt to the outside world is faster and better. Their APGAR test scores are better. There's just so many benefits to it. So being so into this aspect of fitness, how blown away were you with what Annie Thor's daughter pulled off? I mean, (laughs) I mean, honestly, her and, and, and Kara Saunders also too. I mean, both of them. But I mean, Annie, like her baby was like just, just over a year. Not even, Not I think even. like 10 months old. I mean, that, so, so really and truly <laughs> like, you know how they always say like the nine months in, nine months out thing. Um, I, and then to be doing what she did when that baby was 10 months, I, it is, it is just, shocking. It is, it's unbelievable. You know, um, she had to have had an unbelievable, um, person, you know, helping her and guiding her through like every step of her postpartum recovery, because just the fact that she was able to like maintain and regain that strength, um, is absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it, it's, it's really shocking. And, and she is undoubtedly a superhero because, I need normal people to know that that is not normal. <laughs> right, right. Like she's definitely the exception to the rule, right? Absolutely. I mean, don't don't expect to do that. <laughs> because how many other high caliber athletes like either couldn't or weren't able to to bounce back like that? And I hate to even say bounce back because everybody is so different. You know, like depending on how you carry and how the delivery goes and how your body responds. And and again, like how much you're able to sleep after postpartum to be able to actually heal and recover. Like that is huge. And those are like main, main takeaways. Like, you know, I don't know what her postpartum was like, you know, I I don't know if she was able to get tons of sleep, have great nutrition, you know, was able to really like take her time. I mean, I don't think she really was able to take her time. I I think I heard one. I don't, I don't remember if it was her, Cara Saunders that said that they would have liked to have just taken a little bit more time. And that is one consistency theme that I hear with moms all the time. There's so much pressure on us to like get our bodies back and, you know, like go back to lifting exactly how you were. And, and undoubtedly your body changes forever. You know, it's, there are things that change in your body that you will never, that will never quite be the same. Um, and you're very, very lucky if you can really get back to 
a version or a better version of, of yourself. Like that's, that's unbelievable, but it takes an insane amount of discipline. Um, and, and, and your circumstances, you know? So yeah. if you're one of those, and people, I think to your psyche, right? Like you absolutely. might not, I mean, emotionally you change so much when you're, when you become a parent and you become a mother, depending on what your experience is, that yeah. maybe your wants and desires pre-pregnancy aren't even the same anymore. You know, your priorities are different. Totally. Um, so for her, it was really like all the stars aligned perfectly, yep. Yep. you know, along yep. with genetics and support and, you know, whatever magic dust <laughs> she, she put on everything too. And you know, so even one thing that's difficult for me to like remind myself of, of, you know, like, listen, you know, I am so happy with where I am and what my body has done, especially over the year of COVID and everything else and all the changes that our family made. And it's just like, you just have to keep being patient with yourself and giving yourself grace because like, if there is a specific goal there and when your kids are little, like you're in the thick of it, it's really tough. And, and to just, I always like, always assure people like, don't worry, don't worry. It will happen. It might not be like this day, this year, but it's going to happen. And I think, you know, everyone's on such totally different timelines, but it is, it's, it's really, I mean, I really hope when people see Annie that they're not like, I'm going to do that, that they're just like, that they boost her up and say, this is an incredible human being. And let's like look and, and just be in amazement of how remarkable she and her journey were, you know, yeah. and, 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 and say like mine and my journey, maybe similar, maybe totally different. I mean, every, everyone's journey is totally different, but I just hope like we see someone like Annie and are like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get back there. I'm going to push myself so hard. Um, and then all of a sudden, cause I, I mean, even I felt that pressure. I'm like, I'm pre and postnatal certified. I own a gym. I have to get my body back. And I remember I was six or seven weeks postpartum. I had the okay to clear from my doctor, my first workout back. I do not suggest this to anyone was a 30 minute EMOM of, I think it was seven. Yeah. Seven wall balls, seven burpees and seven toast to bar. And I look oh. back at myself and I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? And everything felt great. Everything felt yeah. fine. I was able to do everything. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, and then 11 months later, <laughs> so, you know, like, even though you may get your pre-baby body weight back or whatever, sometimes it's not worth it when you're not, when you can't bend over to pick your baby up. And I was in that position or when your shoulder is so sore that, you know, you can't even hang from a bar, you know, it's, it's not, yeah. you have to evaluate like what's, what's worth it in your world and you will get there. It's just everyone's timeline is different. So Annie is unbelievable and should definitely be glorified and praised, but not compare yourself to, <laughs> right? You know, just like I wouldn't compare myself to Matt Fraser or Rich Froning in my workouts. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Yeah, let's hope not. Speaking um, of babies, where are your babies right now? Ah, oh, they're in school. <laughs> <laughs> they're in school. I That's expected to see a little Jax running around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. He's a year and a half now, and he is boy oh boy he's all boy and he's mm -hmm. tap dancing on the island of the kitchen and he's he's a handful but he is so fun he's so fun and ivy's doing cartwheels and handstands everywhere and on every apparatus she can possibly find so we should probably you guys still making cookies in a padded house oh yeah oh yeah that's mine and I'm ivy's thing cookies make cookie dough that's our little vice Good. a couple of days <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you balance all of that? You know, you're doing this thing with Arx Mark here now. Uh, we're going to get into your financial stuff that you do, um, yeah. but you you help out with underdogs. You have yeah. all that you're you're opening up a gym someday, and you have a, another gym in New York still that you're kind of owning, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm still running. All this going on in your life, and yeah. you have two kids that are very active. Yeah. Um, so, you know, here's the thing, you know, like you listen to different things, you try to not get in your head about it when you're just like, focus on one thing. So you can put a hundred percent of your energy on it. And if you do too many things, you're spreading yourself thin and, and you can't do everything justice. And really, and truly, like, I feel like with my background growing up, um, I grew up in Wisconsin, go Packers. 
own part of the team. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, my parents owned a fishing campground. I, when I was 12 years old, I started giving tours at a winery at a little local winery. Um, so it's always around people and I worked construction for my dad in the summer times. Um, so I went to college for musical theater, moved out to New York, not knowing anyone, met Justin, opened up a gym, you know, like, and I've always felt that I've kind of been like a jack of all trades. And I never really knew. I was always kind of frustrated because I'm like, well, where does this get me? Right. Jack of, jack of all trades and master of none. And, 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 you know, honestly, like through it all, I feel like uh, my biggest learning experience with everything is how good I am at relating to people. And I only attribute that to my very diverse past of everything that I've done and all of the different um, people that I've met along the way. Um, and, and I think like being a jack of all trades helps me really balance everything because I think every single time I have put like 100% of my attention and energy in one, I feel like there's all these other little pieces that are not getting utilized. And I don't really feel really fully fulfilled, if that makes sense. So I've always kind of, you know, with Justin, I've always kind of like gone into the pieces of whatever needs, whatever gaps need to be filled is kind of like where I'll just fall into place. And if I don't know how to do something, um, I just kind of take my time to figure it out. Like that's kind of like the mid Midwest, Wisconsin, you know, grow up. If you don't know how to do something, you roll up your sleeves and you figure it out and you do it, you know? And that's been like, especially through this COVID year, um, because we've just had to do an unbelievable amount of learning, like just how to make a business online and how to, how to talk to people. And, you know, we always feel like our biggest benefit is being in front of people, like actually in front of people, you know, we love being in and around people. So how do you transfer who you are on a, on a technical media world, you know, and I, I'm really proud of us for kind of like really adapting and figuring that out. Um, but it's tough. I mean, there, there was definitely, you know, especially throughout this last year, it's like, I don't want to learn something else new. I just want to like sit on the couch and be a mom today. And it's like, there were days where I was a lot of days where I was getting burnt out because it was like, I was trying to feed the kids breakfast and answering emails and fixing someone's, you know, um, Stripe account for underdogs because they want to cancel their account. You know, I was, so there was this one time when, when Justin came home and he was like, wow, I'm really overwhelmed. And rightfully so, right. He was getting a bunch more athletes that were going to be starting. And it was a really tough decision, but I was like, why don't we, Ivy was all, we already put Ivy in school three days a week. And I was like, why don't we just put Jackson two days a week and give ourselves just quiet, uninterrupted time to actually be able to focus on one thing. Um, so we did that. And I actually started, uh, I, I like to periodically listen to like good little podcasts, um, you know, just good positive people that recommend them to me and stuff like that. I'll listen to them. And I listened to this one called, he, he talked about um, that Deer Dick guy. He talked about optimizing, trying to optimize as many systems in your life to make it easier, as easy as possible. And so I think I've always been like a very type A and organized person, but really and truly like feeling less guilty about putting Jackson to school for those 10 hours a week, you know, with Ivy. And it really just gives me a couple of hours of clear focus where I can say, okay, itemize this, 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 put this piece here. You know, the hardest, the honestly, the hardest element is Justin because there's always a last minute. Well, I got to run to the gym because a lot of Palooza qualifiers are right now. So then it's like <laughs> shuffling around. But um, honestly, like that's kind of what keeps life fun and exciting. And I'd be lying if I would say it's always easy and it's not. I get, I definitely get burnt out. Um, but, but you just find, you know, you find the moments where you give yourself a break when you have to, so that you're a better mom to those moments and that you're, you know, a better business partner on those moments and that, you know, you can feel like you again, because it's very easy to like get so bogged down with things that you're just not, you're just not a happy person to anyone. So I think like first and foremost is either listening to things and listen, when I listen to things, I'm usually 
folding laundry, doing dishes. You know, I, I'm just naturally a multitasker. My mom is, I, she's like the Tasmanian devil running circles around me. As efficient as I think I am, that woman is, I mean, it's bonkers what she can accomplish in a two hour time frame. Um, but, but I think, you know, everyone's like, oh, self-care and love yourself and, and all. And yet it's so easy to say, but like when you're in the thick of it, it's like, it's sometimes just impossible. You know, it's, you, you guys both know you have kids. And so I think it's like, it's turning those little tiny self-care moments into doing it like with Ivy or, or, you know, sitting Jack's on the counter and having him make a batch of banana bread with me. And though it's frustrating because it takes three times as long and it makes a six times bigger mess, you know, like you see him smile and, and you're just like, you know what, it's, that's what matters. And I think to like really going back and really figuring out what, what matters is what the most important thing is and kind of like setting your life up and around that. Well, I think what a lot of people don't realize is until maybe now is that, you know, Justin is on the rise as a coach in the CrossFit world, right? Carry podiums. He gets more athletes. People keep signing up. Now he has an online format, blah, blah, blah. You're not just his wife. You're his business partner. Oh, yeah. And so there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to support all that. Yep. It gets done by you. Yep. Or just like when, a, even like when there's like a last minute business call pops up, right? It's like, okay, kids, we're going to the park. <laughs> Let's get out of the house. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And, and, you know, like it's, you know, when you marry the right person, when in times of turmoil and challenge that like, they always rise to the occasion. And, you know, obviously, you know, we've all been married now for I mean, you guys have been married a lot longer than I have, but you know, when, when the going gets tough is like, is that person in it to win it and, and always going to elevate up to the, to the place that you need. And with Justin, he, he always does, you know, yes, we get frustrated with little things here and there. Um, but, but you know, that's normal, that's common. And I'm just, you know, looking back on the last like year and a half, it's like, I'm just so proud of everything. Like, I'm just excited that his name and his brand is finally taking off because this is something that I've kind of really been in his ear about for a really long time. I, you know, I've been, you know, I, I've been pushing him for a long time and really and truly the pandemic hit and it was, it was a good uncomfortable push for the two of us. You know, it's forced a lot of these things to happen and it's forced us to like, you know, um, push ourselves and to, to de develop this and to really get it going. Um, and it, it was a lot more daunting this time with two young kids, you know, cause it's like, do we have the energy to do it again? Can we start up from scratch again? But I just think like when you're older and you, you know, you, you just, you just ask for help, you know, from everyone. That's always been a really hard thing for me. Just asking for help, surrounding yourself with great people, you know, adding a few more people into the pie to like make things easier and better and more efficient. And I think like, you know, my biggest mindset change, like with the gym is right now I could look at it and be like, wow, I don't have any more time in a day. How am I going to go teach classes? How am I going to open a gym? And it's like, instead of letting those feelings and, and, and all of that work seem daunting, it's like, it's more opportunity. It's more opportunity for us to help people. And that is the platform that we have always been the happiest on and that we have always been the most excited about and that we have always like been the most successful with. You know, it's just, it's just, again, it's another growing opportunity. And if we put all of the right people in the right places, it's not gonna be like stressful and weighing us down. It's just going to be taking advantage of more opportunities and being able to reach out and help more people. So I think that's what's really exciting about it. Yeah. And during this pandemic, uh, if people didn't hear our interviews with Justin, like you guys had to make the decision to move from your home in New York City to Las Vegas. Just yeah. and, and the and the reason was just to sustain your business. Yeah. So now, the that week of March, um, the week that the world shut down, and then the pandemic hit our business was shut down that week and I gave birth to our son, Jax. That all happened in the same week. 
<laughs> which still, still like, it's funny. It's still, it's still crazy saying that, you know? And I look back now and I'm like, wow, it's crazy. And we didn't know how long Dynamics would be shut down for. 100% of our income was coming from Dynamics because obviously we both, you know, I did private clients and classes and heated classes. Um, without knowing how long we'd be shut down for, the really the only way to salvage the business was to cut our living expenses. Otherwise, we looked at each other and we said, we're going to just burn right through all of our savings if we stay here and wait this out. And man, oh man. So we made the decision early. Jax was three months old and we were driving across the country with two cars, two kids, six days. And actually the drive across the country was probably the easiest part in all of it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So you get to Vegas and your life changes pretty much. Totally. So Yeah, and it was, sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you tell the story. No, I was just going to say, you know, you move to a different place and you, you know, the first thing we want to do is develop a community and open up a gym and stuff. And you can't because, you know, COVID. So there's nowhere really you can go. I, there's a lot of places out here you can go because we were out, we were outside all the time. But I mean, like, in terms of like meeting people and trying to open a gym, it was impossible because it didn't make a lot of sense to open a gym when everything was only 20% capacity, you know. Um, so yeah, like, like settling in and getting out here. So what we did was we took a really long, hard look at our finances. Obviously we had had some investments, um, and, and we were just kind of like, okay, well, one of our very good friends, Josh Plosker, um, who owns Invictus Boston, um, he was like, why don't you just have a couple conversations with one of my really good friends who owns this, um, wealth management company called Beck Bodie. And so we're like, okay, you know, so we got on the phone with him and we talked to him and, and, you know, kind of explained our predicament. We're like, you know, we really don't know when we're going to have, you know, a stable income again, when we're going to, you know, this is what we're doing. Ashley's doing pre and postnatal programming. Justin's doing his, his programming at the time. You know, we want to open a gym. We don't really know the timeline with how the world is right now. Um, so he was, he was, had a whole bunch of conversations. We kind of explained out our short-term goals, our long-term financial goals to him. And, um, and he, he took a look at all of our previous investments and stuff and was like, well, this one kind of makes sense, but this one doesn't make a whole lot of sense because of blah, 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 blah. And then he really just like laid out, it was literally a foundations class for finances. And it was super important for us because you know, our, our household, again, our four walls is totally different than everyone else's, you know, and it's, it's the same thing. So he pretty much developed an individualized program of finances for our family. And, um, and, you know, he was like, well, if this is, you know, if you guys want to buy a house within three to five years, this is what you should keep in your savings right now. Um, He's like, let's start putting this much, you know, toward your investments monthly. And the goal is to get it up to this much a month monthly so that we can allocate it to the college fund, to the retirement fund, to, you know, Ashley get a massage and maybe her nails done fund every once in a while. Uh, so uh, he really laid down a really like a really simple plan. And then I think also a really important thing is he really, um, he really just educated us on it. There was this book that I had read called Dancing with the Analysts, which <clears throat> if anyone listening wants a free copy, it was really the first thing that I had read because I never knew anything about investing or, or anything really. And the book is, uh, was written by, by the owner's mentor, by Ben's mentor. And he worked under him for years. And it's the strategy that they live and breathe and have built their entire company off of. And reading it, I was like, you know, and, and seeing how Justin's athletes have progressed every, every single athlete that Justin has ever touched that has stayed with him and loyal and consistent with him has just grown leaps and bounds. And so when I read this strategy and understood literally their programming template, essentially, um, and, and understanding why they choose to make the strategy and and everything. I was starting to really able to see the parallels between fitness and finances. And, and I was really able to educate myself and be like, Oh, this makes a lot of sense. Here's your baselines. Here's what you want to grow to. Here's what you eventually want to get to. And, um, and so when I, when I read that book and, and, 
all of it finally made sense and not in an overwhelming, daunting, crazy way, um, we, you know, we, we switched all of our finances over to them. And, and shortly thereafter, Ben was like, you know, Ash, you have a really, really great story. And he's like, my company, so two of the, one of the owners, uh, well, both, both owners actually played college sports. Um, Jim played college football and Ben played, um, college baseball and then went on to play it professionally. And so just the base of their company, they're very, very, very like family fitness and finances are super important in their lives. And they, they all CrossFit, um, actually Carrie and Tola, Kelsey, um, they all have, they all do their finances through Beth Bodie also. Um, they're just, they're just a great group of people. And throughout it all, they, you know, we got to know each other really well. It came out to Vegas to obviously meet Carrie and, and us in person. And, you know, Ben was like, you know, we would love, love, love to have an office in Vegas someday. You know, we would love to like expand our, our reach and, and try to help as many people, you know, on the, in the fitness realm as we can. And he goes, what do you think about, you know, just starting conversations with people and telling your story? And here I'm like, I love talking to people, <laughs> you know, and, and again, it's like another way that I can connect with people and, and, you know, mine and Justin's goal obviously is to still open our gym and, and build our Vegas network, which I'm really excited about. And this has just kind of given us another way to kind of build our network even more and, and in turn, reach out and help as many people as possible. You know, growing up, I never talked about money. I never knew what my parents were doing with their money. Um, and, you know, during the pandemic, we're just kind of like, uh, we need help, you know? And so, so I'm not a financial advisor. I don't want to be a financial advisor. I just literally want to like, my, my role with, with Beck Bodie is just really starting the conversations with people who are kind of afraid to not know what questions to ask. If, you know, any financial advisor, if you sit down, there are some key, key basic questions that you should know the answers to with your money that I didn't even know when I first started out. And I'm, so I'm learning more about it every day, which is really fun. And it's like, you know, kind of a new little niche that I'm learning about, but ultimately it's, again, it's just, it's just helping people, you know, with dynamics, our motto was change your fitness, change your life. And I think anyone who has done CrossFit, um, that has been their motto also, because it has affected their changed their life for the positive in some way, shape or form. And now, um, now that we changed our finances, it's really like changed our future and has taken like a big burden and a big stress off of our lives because it's finally able to be like, okay, this has a plan. This hasn't, this has an organized strategy and this is why and how it's going to grow and build. Um, so it's, I, th I think like when we switched our finances over, you, you would ask like, how do I not go crazy doing everything? I mean, for me, money has always been like probably my biggest stressor. And so it has been a huge breath of fresh air being able to, to now, you know, not worry all the time about that, that it's, that it's got a game plan that it's going to grow and that we essentially have a personal trainer who's dictating our finances. <laughs> so I know when you, promote this, you, you ask people, are you financially fit? Mm -hmm. So that's the way to kind of combine the two of the financial thing and the fitness thing together um, in, a, in a way that, that us fitness people understand. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still learning about it too. So a lot of it is just breaking it down to layman's terms, right? Like even in CrossFit, what is the first, you know, the first thing you don't go and do an overhead squat. That's not the first thing you do, right? You learn, you know, you learn the basics of how to do an air squat and the correct, you know, form and function and reason behind it. Right. And, and that's why I love, I love CrossFit, right. Cause you educate people on why they move and how to move better and the benefits of moving better. And this was actually the exact same approach. It was like, I took a foundations class on finances really. And they walked me through it and they listened to the strategy or the, the in-home, you know, our situation and they executed a game plan wrote out our, our training plan. Right. And then it's up to us to, to execute it, you know? Yeah. So. I think it really fits well too with, you know, we talk about athletes and, and how, you know, their earning potential is 
it's just nebulous, right? I mean, you're just kind of not sure what, what the, where the earnings are coming from and sponsorships and things like that. And you hear a lot about professional athletes sort of pissing their money away or you know not investing it properly and things like that. When you were talking about the foundations of it, it reminded me of the phrase, trust the process, right? And like we tell our athletes that all the time, like I'm your coach, I know what's good for you. Like, this is how we're gonna do it. it might seem slow. You just have to sit back and let it work. It, it sounds like that's sort of the same thing with the, the financial planning as well. You just have to trust the process. Exactly. Exactly. You have to be consistent. Right. And you have to be patient. Right. You know, I think I, I think one of the downfalls with technology is that everything we want instant gratification for everything. Right. And if you look at the things that matter the most in your life, relationships, jobs, whatever it may be, those things all took time and effort, consistency and patience. And excuse me, I just love like the parallels that these two worlds have, you know, and, and I think the cool thing about it too, is like, right. You may have your retirement plan set up. You may have, you know, your investments all lined up, but it's just like, well, okay. You, you also mastered handstand pushups. Okay, great. Now can you do freestanding handstand pushups? Now, can you do ring handstand pushups? There are ways to always make you fitter, right? There are, right. There are ways to make you, and so it's like, even, even if you have the best laid out plans, there might be certain little like tricks, nuances, um, substitutions that you can do that might make you financially fitter, right? So, um, so it's, it's cool. It's, it's been really fun learning about it and being more educated about it. And, and like I said, like if, if. I can help anyone on that platform. I really feel like I'm one of those like old fashioned, um, um, like phone operators where it's like, Oh, you need the electrician. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, that makes me so happy. Like I, I love yeah. being able to connect people with the right people because it's hard for us to ask questions. It's hard for us to ask help. And it's like, if you know people who kind of know the best of their, their their specific you know i want to guide people to the people who are the masters of their trade you know yeah. because the masters of their trade for a reason so let's put you there so that you can be guided and programmed by that person so that you can reach the full potential of what you need and want yeah i like it you're starting a little empire out there it's good good stuff <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we've seen it done other places. There's no reason why you guys can't do the same thing. Oh, I, I think it's awesome for you. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, we talked about, you know, you and Justin being in business together and, um, you know, there's big news in the CrossFit world about Ricky Gerard coming back. And we've heard, you know, Ricky's side of the story. We've heard Justin's side of the story in terms of how they got connected. Clearly you had to have had a hand or an opinion or, you know, some guidance or advice for Justin in, in this uh, decision-making process. So why don't you give us sort of your quick perspective on how everything went down and, and how things are gonna move forward? Uh, well, it's interesting because, you know, Justin had like been rumbling a little bit to me. He was like a long time ago, he's like, well, Ricky has like one more year. Um, he's like, hmm, he, might, he might, be kind of, might be kind of fun to, you know, Justin, Justin likes a little spice in life, you know, as, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, so he's, he kind of talked to me and it was just kind of something in passing here and there. And then, um, he had done a podcast with coffee pods and wads. And that was this first one when he had said, Oh, you know, if there was anyone you could coach, who would you coach? That was the question. And he said, I think it would be fun to, to train Ricky and Ricky actually just kind of listened to it on a fluke. And he previously had been thinking about reaching out to Justin and never had before. And then when he saw that, it motivated him to reach out to Justin. And I remember when he first reached out to him, Justin was equally excited, but also cautious as he should be. And he was like, I, he's like, I just, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't, you know, he's like, the community is a very powerful thing. He's like, I don't really want to like piss people off and, and tarnish anything. He's like, well, what do you think about it? And I said, well, I think the best thing to do would, you know, be talk to as many close people about it as you can, and just to get their advice and their opinions and their feelings on it, you know, and, um, and so, I mean, he had, he had planned on reaching out to Khan, he and Khan are obviously very, very sure. close. So they, they had talked 
And then kind of his next step was he just kind of asked all of the athletes here in Vegas that he works with. And he's like, what are your feelings? You know, would this piss you off? Cause the last thing I want to do is create this amazing atmosphere that we've created. I don't want to like stir that up at all. Right. Um, he, he talked to them. Um, I'm really proud of him cause it, he didn't make the decision overnight. He, he really spent a lot of time to really talk to Ricky and get to know him and spend, you know, they, they had a lot of conversations. And then I have to say, um, what really won me over was Ricky has really no reason to like reach out to me or talk to me. Like there's no reason, but he did. And he, in that time that we were kind of like, you know, do we take him on? Do we not take him on in that time? Like, it was really nice for me to get to know him. And he really, you know, he really kind of like reached out the olive branch to me and took the time and the effort to like get to know me and our family dynamic and what's important to us and, and Ben did also. And so over a course of probably was about two or three or four months before Justin actually made the decision, um, that, you know, obviously the more we talked to him and the more we got to know him and all of that kind of stuff and, and just kind of really wanting to help him lay out a good path as to how to go about doing this, you know, cause he kind of had his head in the sand, you know, he's like, I don't even know where to start or how to start or where to begin. And I'm, I'm not good in front of people. And, um, so Justin was like, all right, well, you know, if, if, if you're willing to do this and do it right and do it my way, he's like, I'll definitely, you know, walk you through the path. And so it, it was just kind of a really nice introduction, getting to really know each other. Again, it was a relationship that developed over time. It wasn't anything that happened real fast. And so, um, so that was kind of how it all slowly transpired. And we just, you know, built a friendship and trust over time. And, you know, now I'm just excited to see now that's done. Right. I, you know, now like, all of the past stuff, like to me, that's not interesting anymore. Now it's interesting is his, you know, like he and Justin are going to meet in person for the first time at Dubai. And, um, I told Justin, I'm like, you and Ricky need to do a podcast with Clyde Dale and friends about that (laughs) moving forward. So that was my idea. I'm going to take credit for that one. So I think after Dubai, after Dubai, no matter what the result is, I think that would be fun to just kind of hear how the two of them jive for the first time in person working together. Um, and, and, you know, and what they want to achieve together moving forward. I think it could be very exciting. It's a fantastic. That could be a big celebration too. Could be. Could be. Could be. A very and, celebratory uh, interview. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I just, I, I'm excited about now and moving forward, right? There's not yeah. much use of living in the past anymore. What's done is done. Um, now we got to see, let's put our money where our mouths are, right? You know, so yeah. uh, I, I'm very excited for this season. I'm, and he's going to come to Vegas, I think after Wadapalooza um, for a little bit to train with the crew and stuff. So I'm looking forward to meeting him too. It's going to be a big competition to see who Ivy's favorite Australian is though. <laughs> yeah, right. Tom or, or Ricky. <laughs> I think it's Con has a, a good head start. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> yeah. Drew. Um, so did, did Justin bringing on additional coaches assist in be, being able to bring on a Ricky? Because he has so many athletes now and you don't want to like dilute yourself so much that you, you lose effectiveness, right? Right. Um, the decision with Ricky, I mean, I feel like it's really been going on now a long time. And so the decision with Ricky really kind of happened way before, you know, underdogs were just kind of taking step by step, you know, and fortunately it's, it's like growing at like a very nice manageable pace right now, um, which is fantastic. So the, the whole adding on coaches, happened in in response to how underdogs growth was not really with Ricky because the Ricky thing was kind of happening that was all kind of into play well before we were thinking about bringing on extra coaches the reason I ask is before we went on air you were saying that that Khan is thinking about work is training full-time with the crew um and then you bring Ricky on and Allison Scuds is on since last year you know the actual pro, one-on-one coaching piece of this has grown so much 
uh, probably more exponentially than the actual underdogs programming and athletics. Right, right. right. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one thing that I mean, it's really great having all of the athletes here in one spot. Um, but there are still individual a lot of like individual weaknesses that need to be tackled and stuff, too. So, um, yeah, Justin's got a lot on his plate for sure, like with with um, the programming, you know, he likes to have um, at least the majority of them do do wads together, do the Metcons together, just because it really helps, helps them push each other. Um, like right now, right now, this, this week, it's a little, little crazy with the Zalos games, as well as the Waterpalooza qualifiers. So there's some people doing them, there's some people not, but he's got some people doing the workouts with them anyway, because it'll help push them harder for the actual qualifier, you know, so, uh, just, it is, it's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of people to strategize for, um, but what I'm grateful for is it's just such an unbelievable supportive group of people that, you know, I don't really feel like any of them feel like, oh, I'm the middle child and I'm not getting any attention. Like they all know they can come over for delicious steak on the Traeger and, you know, talk about a shoulder injury or the fact that their deadlifts did not go well today anytime they want. So I think Justin does an incredible job of, of balancing the ebbs and flows of emotions that they all have here and there. Um, and I, I really do feel like all of them feel like they're in a great environment that's only helping each other. And I don't feel like any of them are feeling like they're getting like forgotten or, you know, and that's testament to Justin because he, he really like, he balances it unbelievably well. I like to say with the grid, lowest maintenance woman that he deals with, but that's not true. (laughs) Carrie is like, Carrie is the easiest by far. funny that's funny I feel like with his experience in grid too I mean he's used to having a you know a stable of athletes that he needs to attend to and care for so this is no no different than that really in in that regard and that they're just not all competing you know at the same time for the same goal yeah yeah so we're we're up on the hour I don't want to take too much of your time but um I do want to say is our last my last little question right you, you have a theater background. That's what you started in. Somehow that morphed into personal training, which morphed into gym ownership, which then morphed into financial planning of some sort. Um, you've moved from Wisconsin to New York City to Las Vegas, all very different locales to live in. Um, what's the future? Well, you know what? For a long time, I always thought, why did I get a theater degree? Like, it's completely <laughs> useless. And now... It's like everything is a show. Politics are a show. You know, everything is some kind of show, right? Like reality TV. And now I'm kind of like, wow, that was the best base education I could have gotten. The reason I got into theater was because it's funny. I always, the thing I hated about theater the most was curtain call. I hated it. I hated it. And we had to do it. And it was always to me with a, the, 99% of the performers, like that's what they loved the most was getting up, bowing, having people clap for them. I always felt it was totally unfair because there were so many other people that made the production, like the stage crew, the lighting crew, the sound crew, the directors, the orchestra, like there were so many other moving parts. And I'm like, they're not standing up here bowing in front of people. And the reason I got into theater was because I just wanted, like through my acting, I just wanted people to feel and, and challenge themselves to like love a little bit harder or be a little bit of a better person. And, and I found that, you know, in a lot of the shows that I did, there were not the best habits that were going on around me. Um, just like with, you know, the drinking and the outlaid and, you know, the classic leading guy cheating on his wife with the chorus girl. And I just hated that. It just, to me, like I might've impacted audiences, but it was hard to ever feel like I was really making a difference. And so when I got into, into fitness, it was like my stage changed and getting up in front of people in classes, it really tied me directly to people and directly to the community of people. Cause like in a theater, you can't see their faces. It's, you know, you're on stage and the lights are on you in a gym. 
you know, you're seeing the impact that you're making on people's lives. And really, again, our motto, change your fitness, change your life. I can't tell you how many people's lives that we've changed over the years of owning dynamics in some capacity. And it was, it was incredible. And then I think like, you know, when we moved, when we moved out here and, you know, when you're, when your kids are young, you do feel like you're losing a part of yourself a little bit. Right. And so I think when this whole financial thing happened for me, there was, it just, created another spark of, oh, I'm not dead. I'm still in there somewhere, you know? And, and again, when I boiled it back down to the basis of like who I am and what fuels me and what energizes me, it's helping people. And so like, no, we don't have a gym quite yet, but we will. And when we do, again, it's just going to be another stage to be able to actually actively help people, whether that's postpartum moms, whether that's general fitness, whether that's elite athletes, whether that's athlete camps of people who wanting to become athlete camps, um, and, and, or, you know, fitness, uh, or I'm sorry, finances, you know, if, if I can point them in the right direction of like how to change their future with, with finances, then amazing, you know, and I think having so many of these young athletes in, it's like, even if you can just put $500 a month regularly away, if you're not using it, don't look at it and just put it away, put it away, put it away, because there's going to be a day where you're going to have kids or you're going to want to stop and be like, you know what? I want to relax a little bit and really enjoy this time with my children. And I'm so, you know, proud of the life that we've created for our kids, because anytime things do get a little bit too busy and crazy, I still pull back like, you know, yesterday we just had a nice little fall family day where we went and saw the pretty leaves at the Bellagio and, you know, you just take the small moments because they end up being the big ones. Awesome. And to help people be able to get there is awesome. <laughs> you are one fascinating person. Um, uh-huh. and, and I think it's, I think what's really remarkable is that you and Justin both come from a music background and neither one of you really do it now. It's more the fitness thing. Yeah, maybe we'll have karaoke nights at the new gym. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, well, I just want to thank you so much, Ashley. You are you're awesome. Thank you for jumping on with us um, and you telling your your story. Thank you so much for yeah, having. Enjoy, enjoy enjoy your extra hours of quiet. Yes, <laughs> thank you. And and say hi to our sponsored athlete. I shall. I shall. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Bye, bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends in partnership with The Morning Chalk Up. Please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review. It really helps our podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.